What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to the Autumn Wind Podcast. Coming to you here after a 34-24 road victory in Denver. It was an eventful week for the Silver and Black, but none of those distractions seem to be an issue as the Raiders go on the road to take care of business against the Denver Broncos. Let's break it all down here on the Autumn Wind Podcast. Coming off one of the most eventful and bizarre weeks in the history of the Raiders organization, the Silver and Black bounce back in a big way on the road in Denver to beat the Broncos 34-24. to The last time I was on this podcast, I was joined with friend of the podcast and friend to myself, Andre Ramirez, talking about the John Gruden fiasco. And I think the world could collectively agree that in a situation like what transpired with John Gruden, one of two things are going to happen to the football team. Either A, the season goes south and the team blows it up, or or B, the team rallies behind the interim head coach and goes on a run. I don't know what the rest of the season is going to bring But it seems like the latter, based on the football game that I just watched here, as the Raiders quite honestly dominated in Denver uh, to go on to 4-2 and on the season and tied in first place with the LA Chargers in the AFC West. Quite honestly, the Raiders really dominated from start to finish and never looked back. So all season, the Raiders have struggled in the first quarter on offense. And quite honestly, over the last 11 games, the Raiders have not scored a first quarter touchdown. That streak got snapped today with a 48-yard Henry Ruggs bomb that really set the tone for the rest of the game. The Raiders took the lead 7-0 and never relinquished the lead at any point in the game en route to the almost blowout victory. It was close to a blowout. Uh, And the Raiders seem to have the Denver's number, quite honestly, over the last few years, certainly in the victory. Fangio era in Denver but again the Raiders never trailed in the game that's exciting I think we we know the Raiders can win close games they did that against Baltimore they did that against Miami right they uh, uh even in Pittsburgh and uh so on and so forth but can the Raiders dominate a game can they control a game from start to finish and I think they did that today in fact you look at some of the numbers the Raiders were explosive particularly on offense and defensively they did a lot of nice things 8.2 yards per play for the Raiders on offense, only 5.5 yards per play for the Broncos. So uh, kind of the tale of two teams. Uh, the Raiders uh, gashed the Broncos early and often, uh, and, and uh, the Raiders were also able to take the ball away and do some nice things on defense. And that's where I'll kind of start the podcast here is defensively. You know, Gus Bradley, his scheme is definitely on the simplistic side, but there's no question that when you simplify things and you minimize the thinking for players players tend to play faster and I think you you certainly see that with the 2021 edition of the Raiders four turnovers on the day and five sacks for this silver and black defense that's fantastic I think whenever I talk about good things with the Raiders it always brings me back to that 2016 season and although that 2016 team did give up a lot of yards they did have a lot of takeaways which ultimately helped them out at the end of the day. And, and of course, Mac was wreaking havoc. Well, this, this Raiders team, uh, the closest thing to Mac is Ma- Max Crosby, who I think is playing uh, like one of the top five edge rushers in all of football and hopefully en route to a first Pro Bowl bid 
for the former Eastern Michigan product. But Max Crosby, the Condor today, three sacks, five quarterback hits, and a tackle for loss. He was fantastic, and quite honestly, I think he got close on several other occasions, but that brings Max Crosby to five sacks on the season, looking for his second double-digit sack total of his young career. Corey Littleton had a half sack, Quinton Jefferson had a sack, and Damian, excuse me, Damian or Davion, uh, Square, the former Seattle Seahawk, 32 years old, had a half sack and three quarterback hits today, pretty much out of nowhere. He provided a lot of good production for the Raiders today within that defensive tackle rotation. Of course, Darius Phylon and Jonathan Hankins did not play, so that opened up an opportunity for Square. And it's kind of funny. I'm watching Squid Games right now, so when I see Square's name on his jersey, I just think of those characters on Squid Games, those Stormtrooper-type guys with the big shape on their face. But anyways, Square was a revelation for the Raiders and another, another revelation is another former Gus Bradley guy recently signed off the practice squad from the Chargers is, uh, truthfully, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I think Faishon, Faishon, whoever's listening out there, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. But holy cow, second game with the Raiders, again, practice squad type guy. He had an interception and two pass defense. Uh, that, that's fantastic. That, that's coming in. And quite honestly, he replaced Amika Robertson, who was getting picked on by Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, he came in and, and replaced them and, and played very well, quite honestly. Trayvon Merrick, second round pick out of TCU, somebody that I think Raider Nation universally was excited about when we drafted him and has been very good, has been very good for the Raiders, had his first career interception. So that's very exciting to see. And Jonathan Abram also had an interception. I believe that's three on his career. Uh, so four takeaways. And, of course, Solomon Thomas, who has been a resurgent kind of comeback player of the year type guy for the Raiders, had a forced fumble that was recovered by the league leader in tackles, Denzel Perryman. So four takeaways plus five sacks for the Raiders defense. That's exciting. That's exciting. That's fantastic. So tip of the cap to all of those guys and tip of the cap to Gus Bradley for really turning this unit around. One that was a bottom of the league type unit last year. Looks very formidable. Looks very formidable in 2021. I think the run game is still a little bit of an issue. The Broncos had 112 yards on the ground, 4.9 yards per carry. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you get when you get takeaways and you get sacks, that ultimately kind of covers up a lot of sins on the defense. But overall, a good showing for the silver and black defense on the road. Switching gears to the offensive side of the ball. A clean outing for Derek Carr, Greg Olson, and company. Clean outing. Zero turnovers. That's always good. Zero turnovers. And I think based on what we've seen from the offensive line in 2021, I will call that a significant improvement. Carr was only sacked twice, and both times he was kind of scrambling around and kind of ran out of bounds around the line of scrimmage, so he almost wasn't sacked at all. Vaughn Miller, who will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, really didn't hear his name called much. So Brandon Parker, Colton Miller, and the crew uh, really did a, did a nice job today against a very formidable front in Denver. And Derek Carr, what can I say about Derek Carr? I know he is the most polarizing figure for Raider fans, and I don't understand why. 
I've been critical of Carr when appropriate, and I've also praised him a ton. But you look in the NFL, there's 32 teams. There are not 32 starting caliber quarterbacks, and there are not 32 quality quarterbacks. The Raiders have one uh, on their hands in Derek Carr, which is exciting. And Carr uh, had, a, had a great show today. He had 18 of 27 passing, 341 yards, two touchdowns, did not have a single interception, a single turnover. There was one botched snap that he did recover. But 134.4 passer rating today, bringing Carr to 124 passer rating on the season. He's been very good. He's been very good. And I think he looked even more comfortable under the tutelage of Greg Olson. The Raiders had more shotgun plays, more first down passes. And I think Mo Moten said it looked like the Raiders saw a UFO when they ran a screen to Josh Jacobs that had some big big yardage. If it wasn't for John Simpson getting tripped up, it it could have been a touchdown. But uh, explosive plays, explosive plays. Like I talked about at the outset of the podcast, the Raiders had 11.7 yards per pass compared to Denver's 5.7 yards per pass so that's that's explosive and I think at the center of that is uh, the speedster himself Henry Ruggs three recepts three receptions excuse me 97 yards and a touchdown a fun fact Henry Ruggs has eight catches of 40 plus yards since he entered the league that's tied for the most with his future teammate Devontae Adams obviously I say that jokingly knowing Adams will be a free agent and Adams is homies with Derek Carr as they were teammates in college. But Henry Ruggs, I think I'm done listening to the Henry Ruggs slander from the 2020 draft class. He is right on par with CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, etc. At least once or twice a game, he's good for a big 40-plus yard bomb, 30-plus yard bomb. So big shout-out to Henry Ruggs. Very good to see him. And reverse shout-out to me, Mike Corey, the host, because I had Henry Ruggs on my fantasy bench today, and, and he totally went off. But a uh, nice job by Ruggs. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Maybe uh, Greg Olson was the one that wanted him all along because Kenyon Drake uh, had quite the day. The best day that he's had as a Raider so far. Four carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Also two receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. He was a- an X-factor. An absolute X factor. So if they could continue to utilize him the way they did today, uh, I think that was the intention when they signed him to that big contract. But that was exciting. And then his his Alabama buddy Josh Jacobs. While the yards per carry weren't great, three point three yards per carry, fifty three yards, sixteen carries. He did have a touchdown, and like I mentioned earlier, he had that twenty nine yard scamper on the screen pass, and he's looking more healthy. I think he's looking more healthy, more explosive. So he's going to be something the Raiders continue to lean on uh, early and often as we progress into the season. Darren Waller, by his standards, a little bit quiet of a game. Five receptions, 59 yards. He had a pretty sensational uh, precision sideline catch. And Brian Edwards, although his stats never really pop out at you in the box score, every fourth quarter in overtime in a close game, he seemingly comes up clutch as he had a sensational one-handed catch down the sideline on a third down that helped uh, really helped seal the game and ice the game for the Raiders. So uh, ultimately, like I mentioned, the Raiders dominated from start to finish. They never really looked back after that 48-yard bomb to Ruggs. So what does that mean? Does that mean Rich Rich Basaccia is going to be the, the permanent head coach of the Raiders? I don't know that quite yet. I really don't know that. I think my gut tells me that 
regardless what happens the rest of the way through, the Raiders will hire somebody external, but you never know. You know, they're four and two. If they end up finishing, you know, I don't know, 14 and, and three or, or or 13 and four and they win a playoff game, maybe you do give Rich the job. Uh, the special teams type guy like a John Harbaugh where he lets the coordinators do their thing and he oversees the entire operation. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. We still haven't played Kansas City. We, we still haven't even reached November yet. But uh, like I've consistently said, this Raiders team can compete. And even despite the Gruden abrupt resignation and, and the drama associated with it, all of the goals are right there in front of the Raiders. We're 4-2. and two. We're tied for the divisional lead with the Chargers. We play them again week 18. Uh, and again, uh, I, I think in year four of this regime, although uh, the head of the snake has been cut off, uh, year four, we should be a playoff team. You know, I predicted nine and eight before the season. I hope my prediction's wrong. I hope we beat that, and I hope we, we make the playoffs. And as we look forward here, we have a home game against the Eagles. The Eagles have not been a great football team in 2021. So uh, very realistic, the Raiders could be five and two when I'm, when I'm recording the podcast this time next week going into their bye week. So certainly, uh, despite all the distraction, despite the media frenzy, the silver and black stayed focused and they rallied behind their new interim head coach and Rich Basaccia to improve their record to four and two. That's a wrap for this week's edition of the Autumn Wind Podcast. If today's your first time tuning into the show, I want to thank you for checking us out and encourage you to follow us on Instagram at Twitter and Instagram at Autumn Wind Pod. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's well. And until next time, just win, baby.